Hello, I'm Astrid. And I'm Sophie. This is Season 2 of Not By Accident, a documentary podcast series about choosing to become a single mother and coping with being one. Not By Accident, a podcast about me and my mum. If this is the first time you're listening, it will make more sense if you start at the beginning. This is Episode 28, Consolidation. We're trying to make a home, but I have things to sort out. The detritus of my life is in storage units and suburban garages. The belongings are packed away as one stage ended and a new one began. They're spread around. It makes me feel uneasy. It probably has for years, but there was never a reason to do anything. The time was never right. Now summer is upon us, our Danish shipment has settled into our new apartment, and I feel ready at last to consolidate. Ready to recontextualise myself in my own life story, as you try to contextualise yourself and our little family that looks quite different to the ones you see around you. There's a girl called Astrid. And who's that? Mum, Dad. That's Dad. And that's Mum and Dad. And who's the red one? That's Astrid. They're on bed. They've got their own bed. Astrid's got her own bed too. And find your place in our wider family. storage container in Sydney. When I left for Denmark I didn't know how long it would be for. The contract was a year but likely to extend. I wasn't ready to give up my house. I wanted to come back to the life I'd built so I sublet in a job lot with the cat, my darling Seven. She'd become my companion days after my melanoma surgery, a tiny kitten who curled up inside my sling beside the healing wound on my arm distracting me from confronting my own mortality. 
She made life better and I really needed that. I was 30, my cancer was gone and I had her to come home to for the next five years. Flying her across the world, 24 hours of flights and likely months impounded by Australian customs before being allowed back, felt like animal cruelty. It felt selfish. She'd be safe and well cared for and I'd make visits each year until I couldn't because it hurt too much. I sent my home contents into storage. I moved to Denmark with two boxes and two suitcases. Shipping the rest just didn't make sense. Boy did I cry saying goodbye to Seven and into my pillow for some lonely years where her company would have made all the difference. The imagined two years turned into six. I wished I'd taken more to help ease the transition. Storing cost far more than shipping as it turned out. As years passed, with the monthly direct debits adding up, I wished I wasn't so sentimental. I wished I'd let go from the start. I try not to think about the money. I've come this far. I spent another thousand dollars having it brought to Canberra in a truck. The big pieces, the small pieces. My stuff isn't how I remembered. They look like the belongings of a poverty-stricken student. As the removalist carries each piece in, he clearly can't believe I've paid to have this stuff stored and transported. The bookshelf is rubbish. My sofa is shredded, thanks to Seven, one habit I didn't miss. The desk is former public service, which I reconditioned myself, with its surface turned into an artwork by my friend Ingeborg, one uni holidays about 20 years before. The classic 50s armchair I spent a fortune on, also shredded. It looks so bad, Grandpa suggests I leave it on the curb. No way. When I have the money, I'll reupholster. It'll be beautiful again. One day. I open boxes. It's a time capsule of my Sydney life. These are the things I spent years collecting that made me feel like me. I'm back in Surrey Hills in my street, Cat Street, in my tiny terrace house that I loved so much. The smell of jasmine as I sit on the front step with coffee and a newspaper, wishing neighbours good morning as Seven explores. Wet socks as I pad through to the outside loo during a storm. Getting everywhere on foot, to my office on William Street, to bars, cafes, vintage shops, the cinema, drunkenly walking home after dancing all night in the gay clubs on Oxford Street. Later being with Lucy, who moved in and made it her home too before we moved together to Denmark for a doomed future together. This inner city life is what I'd long to return to. The memories flood back and it all feels so strange. When you were born, I knew I had to let go of the dream of picking up that Sydney life. A tiny one-bedroom terrace with super steep stairs could hardly be more inappropriate. I gave up the lease, collected the cat, and let go of the last place I lived that truly felt like home. And now here, three years later, I unpack. Delayed emotional reckoning. I thought the essence of who I am was in that storage unit, waiting for me to return from my six-year aberration. I'm surprised by the kitschness of my old taste. 
the ceramic dog lamp and matching bookends, the three fish plates I'd had mounted on the wall like ducks, the kitschness I'd thought I was cool enough to pull off to counterbalance the modernist aesthetic. There's plenty from that past life still to love. There's plenty that still feels like me. But it's so clear now that Denmark has left an indelible mark that I've changed. I'm a mother, that's part of it. But more than that, I feel like I've grown into myself. I've grown up. I've always had this problem. I can go from feeling fine to being teary, irrational and irritable in an instant when I need food. It's easy fixed. I start eating and within about a minute I'm back to normal, like magic. Unfortunately, Astrid has inherited this problem. Pretty much the only time she'll have a tantrum is when she needs to eat. So I quickly feed her and just like me, she's fine again. Of course this means I need a ready supply of snacks wherever we are. I've tried all kinds of muesli bars. They're stashed in my bag and hers, in the glove compartment, in coat pockets, the swimming bag. So that's why I've just hopped online and ordered a box of RX Bar Kids with all three flavours, chocolate chip, apple cinnamon raisin and berry blast. It just looks yummy, so I'll try berry blast first. It should be really good and filling. They're high in protein and they have no added sugar, which matters to me a lot. US listeners, you can find them at Target or get a discount. Go to rxbar.com accident and enter our promo code accident at checkout for 25% off your first order. That's rxbar.com accident. Oh, look what I found. Oh, Not By Accident is proudly sponsored by HelloFresh. It's a meal kit delivery service that we've been signed up to for a bit over a year and it's definitely reduced the stress and hassle of meal planning and shopping for me. And we're eating so much better. Do you think you can carry it in? Oh, great job. Okay, just pop it in the kitchen. 
We choose to have ours delivered on Monday, so we're ready for the week, but you can pick a day that works best for you. And if you're out of town, you can just pause the account. There's a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change every week, so you never get bored. And there are three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. That's exciting, isn't it? I wonder what delicious food we've got to, to cook this week. Yeah, I can't do, I, I wonder what, I wonder what we can cook tonight with it. For $30 off your first week, visit HelloFresh.com if you're in the US and enter ACCIDENT30, that's our promo code, ACCIDENT30, at HelloFresh.com. A break over. <laughs> Good one. When we moved back from Denmark, there were all these boxes I had from when I was little that I had kept in Grandpa's garage of all my most precious things. <laughs> I love this one. Can I wear it all, like, all the time, the same day as you, the way you did it? Yeah, how I used to wear it all the time? Yeah. I like seeing you in it because it reminds me of me when I was four and five and I was wearing it and I loved it, loved it. I love that nightdress too. My parents broke up when I was 15. It's not a particularly unusual story. It was a shock. It took time to get over. The family home went up for sale. I packed up my bedroom, my childhood, and put it away. If things had been different, I'd probably have left that room intact for years and come home to visit, like in the movies, a regressive adult, coming home to the forgotten teddy bears, the swimming carnival ribbons, the white furniture the pink walls covered in posters of bross and flower fairies. Home to that kid I'd ceased to be, but instead I sorted and boxed it. Sophie's children's books, Sophie's correspondence, Sophie's schoolwork, photos, soft toys. I was sentimental to the point of hoarding. Every birthday card, the nightdress I adored when I was five, my books, ornaments, toys, the dollhouse my prized sticker collection. It all went off to my dad's new garage. A childhood in boxes. <laughs> you do love those Russian dolls, don't you? <laughs> the Russian doll that was so tiny is growing bigger and bigger. Almost up to a grandma. Oh, a bit like you. For years after, I had a recurring dream, mundane but poignant. I wandered alone through the house, settled on the floor in my dad's study between the piano and the apple to see, and read his Tintin books systematically, happily, with the sounds of family life spilling in. I'd wake up surprised that we didn't live there anymore. That was my home, for years. I felt gentle pressure to reclaim the boxes, but never an urgency. And I never had the space, literal or metaphorical, before now. The memories are vivid as I open them up. Backyard cricket, climbing trees to the very top, roller skating in the cellar under the house, jumping the wall after school having forgotten my key, climbing in through the bathroom window, curling up in my room with Gretel, our schnauzer, when I felt sad and alone, gazing into her dark brown eyes, 
not feeling alone anymore. Hiding behind the sofa when my dad's car pulled up to surprise him as he got home from work. Balancing precariously to reach the top of my parents' cupboard, searching through the present stash to try to figure out what I'd be getting for Christmas. We rediscover treasures, shared what we don't need or want. We consolidate. I pack some new boxes for Astrid, age five, for Astrid, age six, for Astrid, age seven. Hey, for when you're ready. What's in that box? What's in that box, Mama? Open it, open it. Yeah, now it's very precious stuff. You've got to be so careful. Thank you, Mama. <laughs> oh, this is very nice. So, lots of pieces. Look at this little sofa. Aww. Isn't it beautiful stuff? Um, what? Granny collected it all when I was little. Coats? It's even got real coat hangers in there. Oh! <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Look at that. I did, I did actually have a little peek in there. <laughs> and what did you think? <laughs> it was good. I didn't know. <gasps> oh my goodness. The books are amazing, aren't they? Look at that book. Where did that go? Here. Oh, it, 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 you can even turn the pages. I know, they're amazing, aren't they? I love all of it. <laughs> A childhood of memories in boxes. I want to close this. I like the coat hangers. Yeah, oh, I love oh. the coat hangers too. All oh, the little tiny things, they were my favourites too. For the next generation. But through all of this, we find that we're under each other's feet. We're too close, we're bickering. It's time for the final piece. Seven. She's an old cat now, a teenager. You can't get over that. Staying with Granny until the time is right. We collect her, bring her home, and she settles quickly. Perhaps comforted by familiar things, and almost immediately, our dynamics shift. It's amazing how they shift. The bickering stops. The intensity of our two-person family is diffused. She wants to play with you. She wants you to tickle her tummy. <laughs> but she might scratch me. Well, yeah. Maybe you should use your toes. No. Well, she dislikes to play there. <laughs> you love her completely. And she loves you too. She missed me. Yeah. Here we are, the three of us, together at last. Nothing is missing anymore. We've made our own family home. I wonder what your precious childhood memories will be. This production is made by me, Sophie Harper, in partnership with Wondery. I'm supported by generous listeners. Story editing by Michelle Webster. 
Thanks to my family, my friends and my daughter for being part of the story. Music by Lee Rosevear, Broke for Free and Ian Sutherland. Bad music by Broke for Free. Thanks again, kind people on Patreon who are supporting me. It makes a huge difference. If you'd like to chip in a couple of dollars towards each new episode, go to patreon.com slash notbyaccident. For the next episode, Astrid has asked for something special as a belated fifth birthday present. A podcast episode that's not boring for adults. Her story made for her age group, with her, for now. So in four weeks, we'll be back with something a bit different. A special episode of Not By Accident for Kids. Goodbye, everyone.